today on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so we're dishing on the Madison food scene. David Peterson and Basil Booth are the husband and wife team behind Soups I Did It Again, a soup delivery company based out of Spring Green, Wisconsin. Started in the depths of the pandemic, Soups I Did It Again offers locally sourced, vegan, and vegetarian fare, and they've steadily been expanding. David, who likes to be called DB, has deep roots in the Madison food scene, drawing upon his experience cooking at restaurants all over town. It's Thursday, August 3rd. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. DB, nice to see you again. How are you? DB, nice to see you again. How are you? Yeah, I like that, <laughs> it's DB. Terrific. All right, so Soups I Did It Again. I think that's a play off a of Britney Spears hit. I guess I just wouldn't have pegged you as a, a Britney fan. Let's see. I have to say that I didn't hear the song for the first four years. You know, I chose the name based on um, there's there's an old reference. So in 2015 is when I tried to get this business off the ground. And um it was Lindsay Lee from Cargo Coffee that suggested I have a soup business to supply soup to his cafes, which I started developing the idea at Feed Kitchen in Madison. Anytime I mention a, uh, a soup business to people, they refer to the soup Nazi of Seinfeld fame, which I was never a Seinfeld fan. But, you know, the soup Nazi is apparently, you know, the ubiquitous owner of all things soup. And I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm about as anti-Nazi as you can get. Yeah, I'm not sure that would have been the best pick for uh, a business name. Not at all. So where I really got a um, a good foothold in what I wanted to do with my future in food was uh, cooking at a rehab center in, uh, in downtown Madison. I cook for Catholic Charities at Hope Haven, and I was able to really shift their dietary needs from simple starches and sugars into more nutritive things that uh, recovering people needed. I'd heard of the song, Oops, I Did It Again, and Soups was a natural fit, fit a little play on relapse, and uh, it could happen to the best of us. Okay. Um, not quite the answer I was expecting, but that's okay. And then I finally, now I have the CD, of course, of Brittany with Soups, I Did It Again, and it's enjoyable. What's your vision behind the soups, and what are you making? It's interesting. We came up with, uh, we didn't necessarily mean to do it vegetarian, vegan, but we thought, let's just go small as we're renting a kitchen space before we get a USDA license to put meat in our soups. Now, per rules, you can put a little percentage of meat, but it's like, let's just do this and, and keep the boundaries real cool. And we came up with a half a dozen and then added to it soups that are primarily vegan. They're also gluten-free. We do dietary conscious soups. We want to, uh, again, apply that old philosophy and, and make them as healthy as possible. My wife has a real uh, background in wellness. She worked for a community pharmacy for years, and now she's a, she's a therapist. You know, we think that what people put in their body translates to how they feel. So we want to make things super healthy. So we've got a lot of connections in this area. We've got good mentorship in this area. And we're drawing in the local farms where we can and using the best quality ingredients that we can. We have two soups currently that feature one features sassy cow cream and another features organic butter. But yeah, mostly yeah, we've become a vegan food service uh, without trying to. And then we do uh, some gluten-free baking too. Looking at your menu, we got vegan gazpacho, right? Black bean soup, Cuban black bean soup, 
Tell me what other ones are your particular favorite. Uh, I see a roasted red pepper tomato bisque. That is a, a basic uh, roasted red pepper and tomato soup that we hope to, as we expand our business, we hope to buy from local producers, local growers, and eventually make our own back stock of fresh tomatoes and roasted red peppers. But we use a sassy cow cream in that and uh, some basil. And that's a pureed kind of a local favorite soup. The Cuban black bean is normally, uh, we get Eclipse black beans from Meadowlark Organics up in Ridgeway. Hopefully we can get enough so we can start ordering more per year. So where we can't use a local farm, we use Willie Street Co-op and get uh, organics that are shipped in. But we want to decrease our footprint as we go and grow. One of my favorites is Phuket Me Not Curry in Anchorage, visiting my sister and brother-in-law. My brother-in-law had said, I went to a um, cooking class in Phuket and got this curry recipe. So it's got fresh galanga, ginger, peppers, lemongrass, curry leaves, all sorts of stuff. So we gather all that stuff now and make it from scratch, make a curry from scratch that has a consistent flavor. It's mild and Phuket me not is a play on the fact that the state flower of of Alaska is the uh, forget me not and that it's from Phuket, Thailand. So we're always jokey, trying to outdo each other with cleverness and, and name games and all sorts of stuff like that. That's been a real good seller. My my wife makes an incredible doll based on the types of Indian food that we like to eat. That's also mild in flavor. It's got a broad range of spices. That's vegan. The the curry is vegan. She does a Mediterranean lentil that's out of this world. So it's it's got international-based sort of flavors and then from our own palates, you know, what we want to bring to the table. You started this during the pandemic in a time of great upheaval, but also some silver linings came out of that pandemic. For instance, you lost your job at the at cooking and being the chef for the School of Architecture at Taliesin. You also fell in love and started this business. So tell us the story. Oh, it's 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 birds and happiness and layers of cake and all, and all the good stuff. I was contacted by my old colleague, uh, my old employer, Odessa Piper, uh, in 2018. Sure. We know all about Odessa Piper of Latoile and Farmer's Market fame. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, I've got this gig up at, uh, I'm teaching a, a food artisan program at Taliesin. And I'm like, what's a Taliesin? She said, well, come on, come on up and check it out. So I came in in August of 2018 and helped her work with students uh, running a cafe at the Taliesin Visitor Center. But I came up and started working uh, in the River Valley, in the Driftless. My friend Basil Booth uh, lived up here in Spring Green, and she's like, you know, hey, I'm in the area. Why don't we hang out? And we kind of scheduled a first date, uh, which I showed up to, but uh, couldn't knock on her door. To me, that meant that I really liked her, and uh, eventually we got it right. The next year I came up in 2019, I auditioned for a um, chef at the School of Architecture on site at Taliesin. In a 40-year career, that was like the best food job I ever had, which was taking care of a graduate school program with lots of international turnaround and all sorts of things going on. Okay. So you're working at School of Architecture and kind of making a new life in the Driftless area, um, or at least a new chapter. 
so what happened after that? What happened when the pandemic hit? At the end of the season, the school wrapped up and uh, it was pretty obvious that the foundation and the school were parting ways. And Basil and I were getting very cozy. And I proposed to her, we'd only been dating a few months, but we're such old friends. We got married on January 25th, 2020. And there were all these videos on starting to pop up online of cranes building uh, hospitals in China. I was like, well, that's very interesting. What's going on there? And we got back and we were in full blown. uh, We're getting into the pandemic. There was no work that I could apply for as restaurants and things were closing. So I've been a professional chef, you know, for decades and there was no opportunity to do anything as our friends and everybody on social media is leaning into different systems to provide them food i was like well i've got this old idea for a soups business and so we and my wife is an expert baker and self-taught and uh, she said well i'd like to lend uh lend a hand in this so we formed a partnership by the end of uh 2020 we were uh, we branded ourselves soups i did it again and uh got a little space in uh, enos farms kitchen very uh very awesome um, mentors and catering business up in the River Valley. And uh, we started making soups and packaging them to really where I wanted to fit in as I was Delhi co-manager at the Willie Street Co-op when they first opened in the East End, the newer, the bigger store. And so I thought I want to make a soup that is local, regionally sourced, as organic as possible, no uh, preservatives, things like that. And I want to put it on the shelf at Willie. And uh, so we designed our soup. We sort of customized it that way. And then we came up with a schedule of baking every Monday morning, making a website, letting people order online. We do fresh bakery per, you know, several items on our menu and then frozen soups and then drive them to Madison uh, every Monday morning. And you're mostly delivering to Madison, right? Mostly Madison. uh, And then throughout uh, the River Valley, like if anybody's within a 10 mile radius, we'll do that. My wife, Basil, had been doing uh, farmer's markets uh, here in Spring Green, which is uh, Saturday, uh, 9 to 12. Uh, but it's also year round. There's a there's an abbreviated market in the winter. So it's like, let's get a booth and set up at the farmer's market. So every Saturday we do our morning baking and we do uh, ferments, sauces, uh, granola. My wife is an expert uh, fermenter and curtido maker, kimchi maker, and uh, we're looking to expand that. So you do delivery, uh, you're doing wholesale too, I hear. So how, how do people get a hold of your soups? You can go to soups, uh, com. We thought we'd put a little French thing on there. Dussoir and Latoire are the only two French words I know. com, and there's a menu there that we update every week. We've got all the frozen soups available, a lot of the ferments, uh, fresh bakery, things like that. And you can go and shop there and put your address in and we bring it to your door. This is always on Mondays, right? You put the order in and it comes on Monday. This isn't DoorDash McDonald's that comes in 15 minutes. No, it's just us. And if I only have two orders, I make the drive anyway. You know, So it's not, it's not very fuel efficient. But if we have 20 orders, then that makes it all worth it. In a year or so, that might phase out as we get into local retailers. So we started with Prem Meat, Wander Provisions, Catherine's Market, Cafe 43, local folks started carrying our soups 
And uh, that really helped us a lot. And then we kept applying for a Woodman's Festival. It's the festival in downtown Madison currently. Okay, so festival, that's a big one. And Woodman's? And Woodman's on the west side of Madison only, although the east side is our objective because that's where our biggest audience is. By this winter, we're hoping to move into more uh, more festival locations, uh, you know, Baraboo, La Crosse, uh, where, wherever we can get a foothold in. And then the same with Woodman's, expand to more stores. So at the moment, we got the festival uh, in downtown Madison, near East Side, and then Woodman's West. So that covers a good swath of people in Madison. Good enough if you can get there. And if you can't, you can put in uh, an order and you'll drop it off on Mondays. I don't see why not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do you plan on venturing into meat soups or do you kind of like this vegan and, and vegetarian specialty you've grown into? We're developing a bakery and uh, eventually a soups production space right now. And as we do this, we're like, you know, do we even want to involve meat in our preparations? We do with catering, which is a total side project. But do we want to do we want that to be the face of uh, the business? It's not that it's not worth it. And there's not there's a complete range of flavors that we could do with meats. But the societal diet is changing and the needs of the planet are changing. It's like, well, why not just be on that wave? Let's stick with, you know, what we got, which is a good product. And with a little renown, it'll be a sustainable product and just go with that and not create. We don't want to be Campbell's. We're not looking to be regional capitalists and turn this over. We just want a nice mom and pop organization that takes care of people's needs. So how often is your soup menu changing? And do people just look at the website each week and, and that's how they find out about it? We have seasonal soups that are like rampant nettle soup with cream that comes in. Rampant nettles. Yes. Man, this is the second time I've heard about people putting nettles in soup in regards to this podcast. So there's something about nettles. My wife is the holistic flavor maven of all of this. And she she pushed her energy into uh, creating stuff that's out of this world to me. So we go and harvest ramps. We don't poach them. We harvest them sustainably from a, a farm near Viroqua. And we, we do wild harvest the uh, nettles, which are just kind of weedy. And we put them together in soup again with sassy cow cream, but we sold out of that quick. We'll go to uh, uh, shiitake and brown rice soup with miso pretty quick here. And then, you know, we'll we'll have seasonal flavors, but we've got about 10 basic flavors that don't change. Well, we look forward uh, to finding out what all your new soup creations um, are in the future. And just to recap real quick here, um, people can find you at your website and we'll put that in our show notes and they can put a delivery in and that'll come uh, on Mondays or for at the moment, you're also at Festival Food in Woodman's West. So Right. And at the Spring Green Farmer's Market from nine to noon uh, every Saturday. All right, DB, thank you for telling me about our business. It's really exciting to, to hear about things as they're evolving. It's awesome. Thanks, Dylan. Have a wonderful day. That was D.B. Peterson, a.k.a. David Peterson. He's the owner of Soups I Did It Again with his wife, Basil Booth. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Police body cams. The Madison Common Council has approved a body-worn camera pilot program for Madison police officers on the north side. The pilot comes after years and years of debate over equipping the city's police force with body cameras. Masson is the largest city in the Midwest that hasn't readily adopted the technology. 
However, the council only approved a 90-day trial of body cameras. Police Chief Sean Barnes says the pilot will help inform what the city does next. If you want to learn more about the pilot program and why the police department wants cameras, check out our interview with the police chief. We'll throw a link in our show notes. And election maps. The Ford Law Group has filed a lawsuit challenging Wisconsin's GOP-drawn legislative maps. It's the latest lawsuit alleging the state's voting districts were gerrymandered in 2020. They're calling the current maps unconstitutional and are asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to take up the case directly. LawForward claims, among other things, that Republicans retaliated against some voters based on their political viewpoints. This new redistricting lawsuit comes just one day after Justice Janet Protasiewicz joined the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which tipped the majority to liberal-backed justices. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this podcast with someone who didn't get any bread? Bread, $2 extra. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Catch you later. Oops, I did it again. All right, there you go.